Hello. Oh, that was literally a waste of money. How are you? Oof, more money down the drain. This week's episode of Making Conversations Count, which I'm massively exaggerating, of course, was all about the lack of return on investment when you do a podcast. Wendy spoke to Travis Chappell, who runs kind of a service for people that are spending all the money on their podcast and not getting paid for it. We're not talking about advertising and sponsorship here. No, something quite different. In case you missed it, here's a clip. People sometimes take podcasting opportunities for granted. You know, they're, they're looked at more like a PR campaign, like somebody's writing an article and it's just not the same thing. I'm going to assume if you're still listening that you heard the episode and you're wondering about it. You're thinking, do I sign up for this? Is this for me? So Wendy and I decided to get together and have a bit of a discussion around Guestio. I was introduced to Travis uh, through a guy who makes a very lucrative income managing guests and getting fees for placing them onto shows. And I wasn't even aware that that was a thing, right? This is how naive I am. So this guy, Travis, has got, I think, probably 750 episodes live to his name. He's been around a very long time and he's created this platform and I just was intrigued because this is like PR agencies for podcasting now. This is where the monetization comes in behind the scenes and and you get bolt-on industries to something. And I was interested from the point of view that podcasting has had such a huge growth. And I see this, you know, I love good pods because that's just the one place to go for all of the platforms. And it's just sitting and waiting for me to listen. I haven't got a faff about. So when I look at the charts on Good Pods, they've got a slider that says indie only. I still don't really like the fact that Stephen Bartlett's on that list. (laughs) You can leave... You can leave that in or take it out. I really don't mind. But but what I'm seeing is that the overall charting is very heavily dominated now by paid-for media companies. And they've got well-known influencers that are the face and voice of shows. So clearly money is being invested. Clearly money is being made. And that was what intrigued me about what Travis has created with his site to allow the indies like us that, you know, pay for it out of our own pockets, that's blood, sweat and tears, that has been a nearly two year journey to get to where we are with our show And to say, well, I'm inundated with guests. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions on who can come on and not. And as you know, Neil, we're three months ahead in our production schedule. We've got, you know, we've got content now to the end of the year if we want it. And that makes it difficult then to be an indie that's not the Titanic because you become weighed down with all of these expectations that you've given yourself to other people. 
And for what? What do you get in return? You know, some guests are fantastic and they share your episodes. Some guests are fantastic and they host it on their website. They'll even create their own posts for it. They'll give shout outs. They'll put you in their new newsletter to their audience because the conversation's about them, not us. But that's great exposure for us as a show. That's just something that we expect as manners in the industry. And so many people don't. So what Travis has has done is he's seen this, he's experienced this, and he's gone, why should podcast hosts and shows put all of their blood, sweat and tears into it and not make some money off it when there are some high profile people out there that are prepared to pay for that exposure? And if you can cover the costs of running your show, because everybody that's doing it and doing it well loves doing it, then, you know, it's a win-win, isn't it? I found it really interesting what he said about there's a really strange resistance to paying to be on a show. And people that, that get approached by people or rather, hang on, let me get this the other way around. And people who want to be guests on podcasts who then face a paywall do tend to be put off going on those podcasts. I found what he said about, well, if you want to be on Facebook or you want to be on Forbes, you got to pay for that. And I thought, actually, this is the first time that that screw's really been twisted for me in a kind of action. Now, this is, yeah, this is pause for thought. He's making a very valid point there. It's still advertising. For sure. Somebody else is going to be advertising the guest. Somebody else is going to be talking about the guest. You know, you you don't go to Facebook and put a post up and expect that to have a massive reach without putting some money behind it as an ad. This is just the same, you know. And what I would say is that it's, it's better, a better form of advertising because and this is why I say to people, there's, you know, audio means that you only have one tool to be able to use as a filter for that bullshit because you're listening and you're you're using that active listening that I teach using the telephone to say, is this true? Is this true? Do I believe this person? Am I buying into that? Can I see myself doing that? It's all about trust at the end of the day. Now, I understand that people don't want to pay because, well, don't you know who I am? <laughs> kind of, and isn't it, it's going to be great for your show. But equally, as being a show host, I value my time, I value my reputation, I value the effort that I go to for my guests. And it's a lot of it is invisible that they won't see, you know, same, you know, that our guests won't necessarily appreciate how much you do, Neil, in the background. It's not transparent enough, you know, and I think what it will do is it will weed out some of the sort of spare bedroom podcasts that come and go. Because if it becomes the norm for you to be able to ask guests to pay. So now, for example, when I get a a podcast uh, agency, we've got a great guest for you. I just send them to my guestio page, which is mm, subtext for, yeah, if, if you're going to get paid, I want to get paid too. 
Nice. And it's simple. I'm still in charge of being able to say, come on the show. I don't want any money for it. And that's what podcastguest.com is there for. You know, so there are various different routes to get yourself on a show. But I just think that this gives shows a little bit more control over what they want to do. And it's just another revenue stream without having to rely on sponsorship or merchandise or, you know, mid-roll adverts. It's (laughs) stay in charge, people. Do it your way. You have the choice. And that's the point. Give us choice. It is true. I mean, you know, people don't frown upon movie distribution companies for putting their content on Blu-ray, cinema screens, and the television. So why do podcasters have to put their content in one place and have one revenue stream for it? Quite agree. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, your content is your blood, sweat, and tears, as you said, and you should have the right without judgment to monetize that in whatever way you feel is appropriate, given that guest. And the interesting thing is, Guestio would not have existed five years ago, and it speaks volumes for where we are now in terms of how our content is being valued. And with more than 80 episodes now, Wendy Wu, you know, I know. Thankfully, you're starting to get 87, into 87, I can tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're now actually in that position, which, you know, we've been striving towards for a long time now of actually, this person's here for the long run. They've produced constantly and consistently and actually they should be recognized for that so i think it's something that can only strengthen our podcast together and the industry overall and it's a striver to continue to always to look for better isn't it and bring a a better experience i mean if you listen to episodes one to four to maybe now 80 to 84, you'll see a striking difference. But that's because we're learning as, as we're going along. What what we do is not necessarily just for us. This is, you know, the learning is about bringing what the listeners want because we're asking them for their time. So there you have it, Guestio presenting another opportunity for you to create a revenue stream from your podcast so you're not spending all the money on your guest's success and you're getting a little bit back in return, which is always nice. That way you can keep investing in the quality of your show. Let us know what you thought of the episode via social media. You'll find all the links and all the information at makingconversationscount.com. Until next Thursday, then, when you'll have a brand new episode in your library. Mm